Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the podcast. This is indeed the Compound Interests podcast, and I am John Najarian of Market Rebellion. Uh, today, I had the great pleasure of sitting down with David Mishery. David is the CEO of Mullen Technologies. It's a California-based manufacturer um, and distributor of electronic vehicles. And I think you'll be pretty excited to hear about what is happening with Mullen right now. I also am disclosing to you that I am a board member for Net Element. That's N-E-T-E, NASDAQ-listed stock. N-E-T-E, I've been a board member there, I think, coming up on three years now. And Net Element um, is in the process of doing due diligence um, with Mullen to do a merger with the company. Um, spinning off our payments business and merging with Mullen on the EV side. Uh, so you'll hear Oleg Feirer, uh, he is the CEO of Net Element. And you'll hear us talking with David of Mullen Technologies about exactly how did this merger come about. Um, it is not completed yet, but in full disclosure, I wanted you guys to know that uh, the press releases are out there. So I'm not speaking out of school when I say uh, that this is something that we are in discussion with Mullen about and pretty excited about. And I think when you see the EVs and the potential for not just their supercars, because yeah, they make these supercars that you'll see at the Geneva Auto Show or the New York Auto Show, and they look like any of the uh, multi-hundred thousand dollar or even multi-million dollar supercars, but they only make a couple hundred of those. And they are EV, electronic vehicles. But the technology and what they've learned from making those is why we're excited about the SUVs and other vehicles that Mullen will be making in the future. They've secured a plant here in the United States. Can't say where yet, but they've secured that plant. They have eight dealerships out in California and one that's just opening in Arizona. So this is a pretty exciting company and I want you to listen and or watch the discussion that we have between David, Oleg, and myself about this potential merger that is out there right now, and that is between NetElement and Mullen Technologies. Have a listen. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. Great to, Actually, great to speak to you this, this morning. Oh, yeah. Well, Oleg, like I say, it was exciting that, um, you know, NetElements had some great growth. Uh, from 2014 all the way through 2018. Uh, started slow a little in 2019, and then all of a sudden we have COVID. But a great opportunity presents itself because um, the net element management team uh, got together and uh, spoke with David's company, Mullen, and it seems that a reverse merger with Mullen might just be something that was the best thing for both companies. So. If you wouldn't mind, maybe uh, explain why that was a great alternative for both David's company, Mullen, and NetElement. Thank you, John. Uh, first of all, uh, payments business is a good business. It's a recurring revenue business. All of our revenues have been recurring to date. However, with, uh, with the COVID-19 hitting us, 
uh, as you know, a lot of the merchants stopped accepting credit cards because only by mere example, they have been closed. They've been closed for now three months and that's gonna impact our revenues. Um, in addition, you know, payments companies don't get the valuations uh, that they deserve in the public space today. Uh, we have tried to create value for our shareholders and uh, looking to strategic opportunities with companies such as Mullen uh, allowed us an ability to explore value creation for our shareholders. Um, we have looked at uh, more than a dozen of companies uh, throughout the past three months since we announced that we're gonna be seeking strategic uh, uh, opportunities for the company. And uh, we fell in love with Mullen. Uh, Mullen is in the right space. They're an electric vehicle manufacturer with some of the hot technologies that David will explain. Um, they're not a startup. They were founded in 2014, which in my belief, puts them ahead of some of the competitors that are in the market today. Absolutely. And uh, folks, I just want to share one uh, couple quick slides with you. Um, so if you'll uh, indulge me, uh, I'm going to put up uh, some of those pictures, if I could. Let's see here. Do I share this one? Present it. All right. We should be seeing that. Uh, that is the, the K-50, the Dragonfly. That is a uh, relatively small production, but a very cool vehicle because it helps pay for a lot of the development of other things that David will doubtless tell us about. Um, there it is at the uh, New York Auto Show in 2019. Um, gorgeous looking vehicle. Um, you know, it looks an awful lot like the uh, um, Audi. Uh, it also uh, it looks like many of the supercars that you see out there on the streets. And, that's what a lot of the folks that have written about it have said about the K-50, the Dragonfly. And there's one of the electric uh, prototypes for the uh, SUV. So with, with this said, uh, I think seeing those is pretty cool. Um, and knowing that, as Oleg said, there are uh, about a thousand vehicles on the street already. Uh, Mullen is gonna be building a plant in the Midwest but without stealing his thunder, let me let David uh, explain a little bit about where Mullen is, history of it, and I think then we can all kind of discuss some of the potential for these great vehicles and of this merger. So, David, please. Thank you, John. So, <clears throat> Mullen um, is a unique company. Been around for a little bit. Um, we're a uh, we're well positioned um, in the space to take a significant market share for a multitude of reasons. However, there are four key factors that um, I'd like to talk about that'll drive sales and in turn create tremendous shareholder value. One, cost structure. Our development costs and production overhead are much lower than most EV startups, our traditional OEMs. And why? This, this is because Mullen was able to curb the cost of uh, development, uh, or research, um, production, and utilizing uh, existing uh, infrastructures that are um, available to us, as well as um, IP that um, we can uh, uh, take advantage of and utilize a lot of their um, homologation and their specific uh, uh, traits that allow us to um, implement uh, some of those um, uh, 
attributes into our product, meaning cutting the time frame and the risk to launch. We looked at uh, expectation, managing that, that, that was important, and managing the risk. And in doing so, we just couldn't, or I couldn't wrap my, my arms or my hands around spending three or four billion dollars to get a car into the market space. Um, we wanted to uh, figure out a way to be competitive, cut our costs, build a quality product, build it here in America, build it by Americans, which was important to us, and more importantly, um, do it uh, with pride and, and, and integrity. So we were able to do that by um, locating a, a factory in the United States that was um, uh, prepped for our platform vehicle that we're building. And that allowed us to cut the costs, uh, but more importantly, allowed us to um, cut the time involved in getting a car into the marketplace. So let's look at um, today's landscape. There's a lot of guys out there, uh, Nicola is one of them, that uh, came out and said that they were going to, uh, to build these hydrogen vehicles and subsequently um, went into a, a public vehicle and had a, um, a tremendous uh, amount of interest. Based on that interest, we looked at it and we said, well, listen, we got a, uh, uh, an existing vehicle. We got experience, we got history. We have a distribution channel that uh, we've developed over the last several years where we sell vehicles. One of the biggest um, questions that anybody has when it comes to a beautifully designed vehicle uh, is how are you gonna sell it, right? Anybody can make a sexy, gorgeous car. How are you gonna sell it? Then the next question is, how are you gonna service it? And ultimately, the most important question, what happens if there's a warranty or a recall? How do you deal with that? So we took all of that into consideration when we decided that we were gonna um, introduce our vehicles into the marketplace. We thought that we needed to answer the most important question, which is being able to give the consumer a place to go buy that vehicle, give them that experience, and then give them the assurance that the vehicle will be serviced. There's a place that you can go to if you have an issue and not have to sit and wait two or three months to get a part or wait a month to get into a regional service center. We wanted to create a distribution channel for our product that would provide the basis of what all of the OEMs currently today have, and that's the ability to drive right up to that facility and get immediate attention on any problem that you might have. And we think we've accomplished that. We have um, currently nine stores, um, eight in California, which comprises 75% of all electric vehicle sales that occur in the United States. And we just opened our uh, store outside of California and Arizona, which is uh, um, um, our first store outside of the state. And uh, we continue to expand that outward. Um, we feel that um, we're positioned to get our product in the marketplace, to support it, to service it, as well as uh, being able to give the consumer that experience that, uh, that they get from the OEMs, meaning your Fords, your GMs, your Mercedes, your BMWs, all the guys that have that type of infrastructure that allows a consumer to have confidence when they go and buy that product. Um, that's really 
what we focused on. Um, the plant being able to produce the car here in the United States, being able to find a facility that uh, is tailored for our platform was great. Being able to have IP that we can act on now, not tomorrow, meaning four or five years down the road, but can have a start of production in the third quarter of 2021 and start to deliver cars at the end of the fourth quarter in 21. That's leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else in the space. So from that perspective, we're, we're um, very confident in what we're doing. Uh, we've been around for a long time. Um, we feel that the timing is right for us and we're gonna jump in with you know, our product and our plan and we're gonna see what we can do. Well, David, um Obviously, there are a lot of parallels to what you're doing and what Elon Musk did over with Tesla. I mean, he took over that Saturn plant out there in California uh, that GM had abandoned, and he bought it for pennies on the dollar um, and basically turned that into his production facility for, at first, of course, I think it was the Lotus Elise or something like that, as I recall, yes. Yes, that, that was the you know, basically the, the shell, if you will, you know, absent the engine, it was that body of that Lotus automobile that then was, you know, uh, fitted out with his electric engine um, with the battery packs and all the rest. And that was their first production vehicle. Um, even though, of course, they don't produce the Lotus, Lotus Motors did, and then they just took those shells and slap their uh, uh, components into it. But the fact that Tesla is now, you know, it, it, last week it closed over $1,000, I think, for the first time ever. Um, it's traded through 1,000 several times now and is basically this much, you know, just a couple bucks below 1,000 bucks a share and about a $185 billion company. That's one of the reasons that Oleg got so excited about doing something with Mullen is not just that everybody'd like to have that magic in a bottle, lightning in a bottle that Elon Musk has, but um, having this and you identifying California is where we are because that's where 75% of the sales are. You grow it across the country, but you gotta start with some place where the demand is high because of the commuter, uh, uh, I'll say uh, benefits, to driving that EV. I mean, it's not just the cost of petrol out there in California. It's the fact that if you're driving a true EV, you also get a better lane to drive in, right, Dave? Absolutely correct. I mean, Elon's done a great job. Uh, I think that he's proven, he's built the market and he's opened the, the door for guys like, like myself to, to get in there and to uh, try to do some good things. Um, I'm very proud of, of the things that, that Tesla has done. I think without an Elon Musk in the world, there wouldn't be a David Mishri, there wouldn't be an RJ at Rivian. I think everybody owes a lot to Elon for um, giving us the opportunity to follow in his footsteps. I mean, great company, uh, $185 billion market cap. I mean, market cap greater than the market cap of Ford and GM put together. I mean, my yep. hat off to them. I mean, I would love to build this company and follow in their footsteps and, and be happy with the 5% of the market share. 5% of that market share would be a very, 
big number. Well, um, and, again, and David, I, I think, and I'm speaking, of course, as a board member, but also as a shareholder um, of NetElement, N-E-T-E, -E, but uh, the potential, um, as it was being discussed uh, through a press release that, that the due diligence was being done between the two companies, um, the stock virtually quadrupled on that potential. So uh, if I can switch just for a second, Oleg, that had to be pretty much an endorsement of your view of the potential for David's company, right? Exactly. As I said, it's a, it's a very interesting industry. It's a hot space right now, without a doubt. Uh, also, some of the other stuff that uh, Mullen is doing, which are exciting as well. Uh, Mullen has addressed the need uh, in, in the COVID-19 space with the personal protective equipment, with COVID testing, with the ventilators uh, that they're producing. So it's a, it, they're, they're addressing a lot of interesting verticals uh, in addition to EV. They also own uh, a series of uh, retail stores, uh, which is Mullen Auto Sales and Car Hub and, and other stuff that I'm sure David will elaborate on. But it's an exciting space, and I believe that Mullen is addressing the need in multiple verticals that they're in. Um, and, 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 and the price, price per share is obviously a testament to the fact that we're, we're moving in the right direction. Exactly. And David, um, uh, the business units that you guys have, I mean, we know that you're focused in like a laser, even though I showed the really sexy cars. I think all, all three vehicles, I mean, all three shots that I showed of two different vehicles are, are very cool. Um, but clearly, the Dragonfly or that, that uh, K50, that's a beautiful vehicle. Um, but really what drives the company, what drives Mullen is that SUV, because that is where you're gonna get mass production. You're not talking about two or 300 vehicles when you're looking at that one. You're talking about you know multiple 10,000 production of those, th that first SUV that you would produce. What is the, uh, greatest potential for growth among the business units that you're looking at right now? Definitely. Um, it would probably be the um, SUV and then our solid state uh, polymer battery technology that uh, we're very aggressive uh, in developing. The SUV, uh, along with um, this uh, factory that uh, we opened escrow several months on, uh, located somewhere in the United States, I'm not going to say exactly where, but somewhere in the U.S., has a production capacity of uh, 50,000 uh, vehicles uh, per year. And believe me, we're going to use every bit of that. Uh, this, this SUV is, is sexy. Um, it, uh, it, it uses conventional chemistry today, which gives it about a 300 uh, mile uh, per range uh, on a charge. And uh, it's pretty fast. It's, uh, you know, uh, sub threes, zero to 60. And um, um, it handles uh, amazing. Um, the vehicle, uh, the SUV, um, will uh, we'll start production on that vehicle in the, the um, uh, second quarter of uh, 21. And we'll start to deliver some of those cars uh, by the end of uh, 21 and then going into full production in 22 where we, we will see thousands and thousands of these SUVs hit the market. And subsequently, uh, we'll get to that 50,000 uh, uh, number uh, per year pretty quickly. Um, 
again, the focus is um, high volume production and creating a quality car at a very affordable price. And we're mitigating that risk to launch by keeping our costs down. We're being fiscally responsible as we should. And again, I'm gonna reiterate, we're um, focused on putting Americans back to work in America. That's really the, uh, the basis of, uh, of this factory and, and what we wanna do. We wanna get that pride and, and, and ownership and that pride in building stuff with our hands here in America. So that, that's exciting. We also- hey, but, uh, we, I know you've got a surprise for us because um, when we were talking just before we came on for the broadcast, I know that big thing sitting in front of you on the table um, is something that we'd like to see. Uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, showing it, I don't think we're going to blow your intellectual property with that, are we? Oh, of course not. But um, I'll give you a, a, a little uh, uh, caveat here. Um, Marlin is a, uh, has been aggressive, obviously, as everyone else in the space and trying to get to the next uh, paradigm shift in the, in, in the battery space. And it's important because conventional chemistry can only go so far. And I think a lot of, uh, uh, of the EV companies, including ourselves, have hit that wall on, on range. And it's going to take a different uh, direction as far as chemistry in order to achieve the type of uh, numbers that we would need to get rid of range anxiety. And I think the, the, the direction is obviously solid state, specifically a solid state polymer battery. Um, right here in my hands is a, a solid state polymer battery. Um, this right here is, uh, we rated it at 300 amp hours. When we had it tested here in the US, it tested at 343 amp hours at 4.1 volts. Can you imagine? I'm like holding it right here in my hand. So not only is solid state polymer uh, a much safer chemistry, you can put a torch to it, it won't ignite. You can submerge it in salt water and nothing will happen. You can shoot it with a gun. Um, it's safe. It's not considered dangerous goods. And the beauty about it is you get a lot more power for the dollar. And the equivalent, uh, on an equivalent basis of 150 kilowatt hours, you use a lot less space, get a lot more energy, which translates to a lot more range and you put yourself in a position where you can now have the consumer uh, feel comfortable going from point A to point B without having that massive range anxiety. And you make cross country travel possible. We're rating our 150 kilowatt hour equivalent at 640 miles of range on a single charge. So within several years, we'll be able to execute on the delivery of a solid state polymer battery at the commercial level into our vehicles. And we'll be able to get you from point A to point B on a single charge, uh, a 640 mile range, uh, which is you know, off the charts in my opinion. And from a recharging perspective, uh, you could charge uh, 200 miles of range in about 10 minutes. So it makes recharging uh, very fast as well. So. These are the, the things that we look at uh, going into the future, and we look at how we can uh, uh, address some of the issues with range anxiety, address uh, um, how do we cut costs, uh, increase uh, efficiency, and some of those solutions all lead right back to solid state polymer. So 
There you go. That's all cool stuff. Thank you, David. Um, Oleg, when when we're talking at the board level, and you know, you and I won't we won't disclose what we say in those board meetings, um, but we can talk about what was in the press release, Oleg, um, as far as how excited we were uh, about the potential with Mullen. Do you think we could see similar multiples to other public EV companies, um, whether it's Tesla or Neo or Nikola, um, whether it's any of those uh, for a company that's producing, mass producing, and owns a lot of IP like Mullen does, uh, that's a pretty exciting thing, isn't it? Right, and uh, as you said, IP, the company has 15 patents or uh, patent spending related to electric vehicles, such as batteries and stuff, and uh, it's not a startup. So my expectation is that we'll exceed the multiples that are currently in the marketplace, because the fact that it's not a startup, uh, it's been around since 2014, and they're mass producing vehicles, they've mass produced the previous model, there's over a thousand vehicles on the street that's being serviced by Moen, they have a distribution channel, so they have the recipe for success. Uh, it's not just a manufacturer. They have distribution, they have marketing support and IP. Yep. And uh, obviously, just as David has already acknowledged, um, the fact that uh, Mr. Musk has paved the road, um, you know, and the pun is intended, but he's he's done a lot of that for all of the EV companies, but in particular, a company like Mullen, which as opposed to Neo and so forth, all Chinese, this is a company that is building the vehicles in the United States. This is a company that's um, putting Americans to work and then uh, supplying them into the biggest market for those EVs right now. And then hopefully very prudently rolling that out across the country as production ramps up. Um, so uh, that's what we're all excited about as board members, uh, David. Uh, and as Oleg is the CEO of the company, I think Net Element, you know, we're chomping at the bit to get this thing rolling. Well, we're excited as well. You know, one topic we didn't uh, uh, hit on is our executive leadership. And one of the things that uh, I wanted to make sure was that uh, we had no weak links. Uh, I tell people all the time, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I let all the engineers uh, and scientists be engineers and scientists. And I know, I know where to... Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, walk and not to walk. And one of the things that we've, you know, we've done our, as a team, went out and got great people. And from our manufacturing, our, our head of manufacturing and our CEO of our automotive division is an individual by the name of Kellen Pope, a tremendous background, um, built a lot of big, gigantic factories for Chrysler, for Ford, for GM, built the mo most recently built the plant for Karma. Uh, in Moreno Valley, so it's a lot of experience, and uh, he's been been with us for several years, working on our our facility and our plan. Um, got a great engineering team. Um, uh, worked with some great professionals at the OEM level. Great strategic relationships uh, on a global level. We got people uh, that work for Mullen stationed in major OEMs overseas in Europe. Not going to get into specifics, but. Um, uh, we think that uh, our executive leadership, um, um, our engineering, our manufacturing, our um, uh, team that leads us uh, at, at the corporate level from uh, 
a audit perspective. Uh, our CFO is a stellar individual, um, used to be a Deloitte auditor, uh, uh, controller for 2,000 banks for Key Corp. Um, just across the board, up and down this team, we got great professionals and it takes that in order to get the job done. It's not just someone with a dream and a, and a picture of a car and a maybe a pipe dream, but a reality, right? So let's go out and actually execute and deliver. And I think we've done that over, over the last several years. We've been able to demonstrate that. Beautiful. Well, David and Oleg, thank you both very much. Um, the, uh, uh, I applaud you, uh, David, for helping out with thank those you. ventilators. Um, because I know when that was in big demand, uh, and hopefully it won't be in as big a demand going forward, but certainly stepping into the breach and helping out there is valuable for Americans. Um, and I really look forward to having another EV other than Tesla made right here and uh, with a bunch of great folks that you've put together, assembled on the team. Um, Oleg, I appreciate your time today. I know you're over overseas right now, um, but I really appreciate both of you coming on with me. So thank you very much. I thank wish you. you a lot of luck. And uh, of course, I wish the team, all of us, luck in uh, finishing this deal. Thank, thank you, John, you. for having us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.